do we got waves i got waves do you got waves do i got waves you got little waves why are they so little oh are you not talking very loud yo oh hi <laughs> big wave you got big waves we were being gentle <laughs> fair It's Morgan. It's Megan. And, and we're in. Hello. Yeah. Hello again. Did you say fuck yeah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just get so excited every time we do it, like, on time. I w- it will never get old. No. Honestly. It never will. I'm always like, should we change the opening? And then I'm like, nah. No. Fuck that. Especially with the waves. I like it. Mm-hmm. Hi. Hey, guys. We're back. We're back with another episode on time. On time. Very on time. Very on time. Very punctual. Mm-hmm. Punctual. <laughs> it just sounded weird in the headphones. Punctual. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, this episode's not about ASMR. No. <laughs> Later. Uh, spoilers. Um, More like Easter egg? I guess an Easter egg is supposed to like harken back to something that already exists. Yeah. So it's definitely just a spoiler. Secrets. 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 <laughs> today's episode (laughs) uh so i listen to a lot of true crime podcasts and i was talking to it very like generally about megan one day and she was just like holy fuck what Mm -hmm. and i was having a lot of experiences with it and i was like you know what i'm not even gonna gonna get into it uh this is for the pod Mm -hmm. so today i'm gonna be talking a little bit about my experience with listening to them and then i'm also gonna go through three of my favorite stories from this podcast i listen to We'll make sure to link it in the description because it's a really good podcast. Yes, we will make sure to provide the link that we say in the thing that we're going to provide. Yep. <laughs> On time and with sources. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Both of those things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but first. But first. <laughs> Cool. You got your timer ready? I feel like I just talked over you again. Sorry. What'd you say? I was just going yeep because I did have it like set to the right time, but since you told me to get it open, I had opened like four other apps. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Because ADD's a bitch. Fair. All right. Uh, Three, two, one, go. Is your duty to religion or God the most important thing in your life? Nope. Which is worse, someone who is always sad or someone who is always happy? Always happy. Is there any genre of music you refuse to listen to? Um, not really. Hypothetically, and if the lack of either wouldn't affect your health, which would you give up, sex or sleep? Uh, sleep. Okay. Are you the type of person to tell a homeless person to get a job? No. Oh my god. (laughs) When you are feeling down or blue, which is most comforting to you? Food, sex, exercise, or music? Food. (laughs) All those other things require... Like, music, I guess, but, like, food. Yep. How do you think about internet sex, a.k.a. 
aka cybering we're gonna come back to this <laughs> sexting <laughs> whoa whoa <laughs> do you give in easily when pressured yeah well it depends on what it's about okay doesn't cut hair for fucking 10 years fair has <laughs> it been more than a minute or i feel like it's going on for a long time oh yep <laughs> i just i guess i said it to stop oh and it just stopped okay okay <laughs> cool uh, um the the sexting thing how did you first find out about sexting because we grew up in the age of the internet um like do you remember like i think i always <laughs> i always knew what it was but, like, I didn't know that it was called sexting. Like, at first it was more just, like, sending dirty pictures or, like, talking dirty via text. Like, it wasn't actually like, called sexting. I'm pretty sure the internet, like, really set it off because... Let me bring you back. <laughs> Did you remember a thing called Habbo Hotel? Yes. Right. So, I used to fucking love Habbo Hotel. Mm-hmm. It was actually really bad. I was mm-hmm. really into it for, like, a long time. That's so funny. And I'm pretty sure I, like, found a room or something that was, like, sexting only or whatever whatever and i was like i don't know what that means no young enough that i probably lied about my age <laughs> so let's say like 10 or 12 maybe <laughs> probably something like that like mm, maybe a little older because i'm trying to think about like when i had constant access to like a computer kind of thing and i think it would have been probably about 13 it's like i wasn't crazy okay. young but like yeah I still had a lot of my agent to be at Apple Hotel. But yeah, and I walked in and it's just like all the speech bubbles. And I was like, you just like saying the things. And so like specifically, I learned that it wasn't just like saying hot things. It was like saying that you're doing those hot things to another person. And I was just kind of like, this is weird. Yeah. Like you're not doing those things. You're just saying. And I'm sure from like a 13 year old's point of view, I'm like, that's fucking weird. Uh-huh. And as an adult, I'm like, that's still fucking weird. Yeah. But uh, I wouldn't sex. No, it makes me really uncomfortable actually to like type out hmm. like dirty things in a text. That's fair. I've totally sexed it before. I'm sure I have, or like I've sent like a dirty pic or whatever. But it's never been like, oh, I can't wait to like. Oh yeah, I've totally done that, but only with like boyfriends. I haven't done that. Oh like, yeah, with like internet people. random. <laughs> yeah, yes. like no thanks. Oh, have a hotel. This makes me want to do an episode where we make have a hotel accounts and like adventure around do you know what's really funny because you were into have a hotel i was into club penguin oh my god <laughs> i fucking hated club penguin why would you hate club penguin because club penguin came after have a hotel and it was trying way too hard to be have a hotel and also they were like it's kid safe and i was like fuck off i want to swear it's also not kid safe at i know all. <laughs> they, I, it was just advertised as such i mostly just liked it because the penguins are so the cute. penguins are really you cute. could customize the colors and the outfits and uh they have really cool games like they had a whole arcade room you could go penguin belly sliding like i like that you could like make your own room and shit and have a hotel you could do that with pe- you can we make should your just own igloo. Do, can we do like a retro like online oh my god we should join neopets i was just about to say do you know how many neopets have died uh, 
I had so many Neopets that are I, just <laughs> my dead whole now. thing with making multiple accounts for things. That's not a recent thing. <laughs> I did it for like Neopets and shit too, because mm-hmm. I'd be like, I don't like this, like how I set it up or whatever. I'm just gonna start over. And then yeah, now as an adult, I'm like, oh my god, mm-hmm. I just left all those Neopets to die. It's like when we were talking about not playing Animal Crossing for a while, and oh. I was like, my poor villagers, <laughs> they haven't seen me. In and so then you long. come back and like. If it's been too long, you start off the game with, like, the bed head and shit. Uh-huh. And you're like, I know. And cockroaches in your in house. In your house. And- yeah. That's why I just time travel now. Yeah. But now I'm so far behind that I'm like. I don't even know where I am anymore. I'm doing the ra- most random shit. Yeah. Oh, the other thing I wanted to go back to before you get on my questions. um, The one where it was like, are you the kind of person to tell a homeless person to get a job? <laughs> reminded me of literally on Thursday. <laughs> When you were telling Garrett the story about having real adult money for the first time in your life. And just handing out fivers to every homeless person I saw on my way to the bank on payday. Yep. Yep. Sounds about right. What a good time. Yep. Oh, charitable Megan. I miss her. Right? <laughs> and I'm oh. just like, you couldn't have been charitable to future Megan, you dumb bitch. Right? Fucking asshole. All right. Three, two, one, go. When people seek advice from you, what do they normally get from you? Honesty. I agree. Uh, do you feel a need to own the most up-to-date electronic gadgets? Mm, half and half. Not really. We can come back to that. Yeah. <laughs> can you change a tire on your own? Yes. Do you believe in dinosaurs? Obviously. <laughs> I like how it's like believe. Right? <laughs> if the you, real guys. <laughs> if you accidentally hit a parked car while driving, would you leave a note with your contact information? Yes, I would. That's good. Yes. Uh, if you worked as a server, would you flirt with customers just to make more tips? Probably. Yep. Are you willing to wear uncomfortable clothes to look good? Not really. Less and less every day. Yeah, right. Would you be willing to engage in mutual masturbation with someone? Sure. (laughs) Is it possible for someone to be too nice? Uh, Unless it's fake, no. When you are alone, how often do your own actions make you laugh? A lot. (laughs) A lot, honestly. My timer is about to go off. Cool. (laughs) Yeah. I laugh at myself way too much. Yeah um what literally was... that's kind of why we started the podcast because we made ourselves <laughs> laugh so much that we were like other people will find us funny right it's not just us oh but then other people did say they find us funny so yeah. we were like so we're not just blowing smoke up our own asses we're cool. funny we're fu- am i better than everyone <laughs> um to the do you feel the need to own the most up-to-date electronic gadgets when i read that question out loud in my head i was like no but it's nice right <laughs> like i'm sitting here looking at my nice shiny phone and i'm like no but i love it literally so my thoughts are like so my laptop for example uh just today we went through a whole <laughs> thing with her we didn't we didn't actually explain that on the last episode oh my god so this is case in point. Oh my God, we're trash. <laughs> I got this computer in 2014. So that is eight years ago now. Mm-hmm. The computer itself is a little bit slow. Um, you can't really use her without the charger for very long. You could, but not very long. I get like, cause I'll use it when I'm working and like just watching something. I can usually get like two or three hours like watching a yeah. show or something before it starts to yell at me. And I'm like, that's pretty good for an eight year old laptop that's watching true. TV shows. That's true. It's, it's pretty good. It's decent, but it's not like, you know, the newer ones no. right now. Um, so for me, I'm like, why would I ever give this laptop up? And then today, and then there's my phone. <laughs> well, no, today, oh, yeah, <laughs> we went to record the podcast for the first time in months, and GarageBand just said it couldn't 
play because my computer couldn't update to the newest software. And it didn't even tell us that at first. It True. literally just gave us an error when I tried to open it. That was like, it was like, sorry, you can't open this application because it's missing or broken. And I was like, so is it missing or broken? <laughs> literally. I can probably fix it or re-download it. Uh-huh. And then, yeah, we tried to re-download the current version, but then it was like, you need to update your Mac. And we're like, okay. So we updated the Mac, but then it only got so far and it won't go any further. And it's like, sorry, you need the newer version. It's like, you need 11 point whatever and we're on 10 point whatever. And we were like, yeah. fuck. Literally just before. So now my computer is just starting to be obsolete now to the new stuff. Yeah. So, which in retrospect isn't terrible. Um, Especially for Apple, like eight years is pretty good. To yeah. be fair, their computers are better about it and their phones mm-hmm. because they're big on their computers like lasting a while yeah um but so we ended up finding a workaround around it for it so now i'm like no still there's <laughs> no, no absolutely way. not getting rid of it <laughs> no but in that moment i was like fuck is this why i need to mm-hmm. whatever like you said computers are better so like i can keep this computer for probably a long long a long a lot more time now still. And like, Why was if, that so hard to fucking say? I don't know. It happens. Um, and like even if GarageBand didn't work, like it's still perfectly functional for everything else. Yes. Like. Yes. But we do need a recording. Exactly. Yeah. This is also super ironic because we both just recently got new phones and they're totally and I forget it every time is a GarageBand app on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's no. No. Mm-mm. There's too many. We, we're not going to get into why. But yeah. So and yeah, we also just both got new phones. Um, so for me, the other thing was because like back in the day, it would be like, oh, cool. Like we get a new iPhone. It'll last us for a long time. Phone contracts here in Canada, you have to, like, they end at two years and you have to get a new contract. Like, it's not like in the States where you can just have well, the same contract forever. Not necessarily. That might have been the thing with you with TELUS because you were leasing the phones. Chance and I could have kept well, no, going. I'm going there. But, like, so <clears throat> you could have kept going, but it's, like, the same. If you want to change anything with your plan, you have to sign a new two-year contract. No. I could have changed my plan. The The two-year contract is actually for the phone. Oh. It's not actually for your phone plan. Okay, well, that's fine. Also, then. God, I was saying this when I did our phones because Chance was asking if, like, we have to pay an extra month or whatever. And I was like, no, we're only a couple days into our billing cycle, so they'll just bill us for the prorated days or whatever. And he just looked at me, and I was like, God bless that I've worked at, like, three different cell phone companies and that I understand what the fuck I just said. Yeah. Because that was stupid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It used to be that your contract was for your actual phone okay. plan but i don't know when exactly but it within the last couple of years especially with like bring your own device and stuff getting right. bigger normally the contract is actually for your phone okay. and not the plan fair enough so <clears throat> you could just pay for your phone after the two years keep your phone for mm-hmm. as long as you want and then when it stops breaking or starts breaking you can get a new phone or however <laughs> now they're doing this thing where if you decide to bring it back in two years you can use the phone for the two years that your plan is whatever and then just give the phone back an upgrade so i don't feel the need to do that but it's cheaper mm-hmm. so why don't we just do that yep it's basically like fine no it's like leasing a car yeah you just bring the car back and get another one literally or you buy the car out yeah so yeah i don't feel the need to but it's whatever and like my other phone still worked fine. It actually stopped working fine literally the day I got my new phone, but that's, it just knew it was on its way out, so yeah. whatever. Uh, and, like, it worked totally fine. Mm-hmm. Like like we said with the computer, like, it's a little slow on some stuff, but, like, also there, there are things that I got used to about the phone, so, like, it really didn't bother me. Nothing about the phone bothered me, except no. for its battery life, but that's just... 
Yeah. Having a phone for two years and using it constantly. And there is. We also don't use them responsibly. No. Yeah. Chance is always like, my phone battery lasts so much longer than yours and tries to like rub it in. And I'm like, I'm fully aware that I drag my phone through the trenches Mm -hmm. and it's still alive. Totally. So what you gonna do about it? Good for it. Yeah. It still functions. I don't give a fuck. Literally. Um, But yeah. So no, I don't feel the need to own the most up to date stuff. But when I do, I'm like, ooh, pretty shiny. Look at my new shiny stuff. Um, There was another one I wanted to go back to. Oh, that if you accidentally hit a parked car while driving, would you leave a note? <laughs> so I totally would, but, and I was going to say this, and then I was like, she's asking me more questions. Um, I, um, I'm always like, how am I going to leave a note? I don't just carry around a notepad and pen all the time. I usually have a pen, to be fair, but I don't always just have, like, extra paper. Start doing it. I know, but, like, <laughs> it's an actual conscious decision that I have to start doing yes. that. But what if... So let's say today I start having a notepad. What would I have done before? Nothing. I actually have business cards now, so I could have gave business them my business cards card. Business cards would have worked. Yeah. You could just like write like, hey, I hit your car. Yeah. The other thing too, and like, <laughs> I feel like this is just bringing into light our uh, moral contrast. I would maybe look to see if there's something wrong with the other car first. Well, I mean, like if I just, we were, oh, where the fuck are we going? Doesn't matter. We were going somewhere and we were at the red light by Sobeys mm-hmm. and there was a delivery van in front of us for the pizza place down at the end of Niagara mm-hmm. and then another car in front of him. <clears throat> and you could tell because we were behind the pizza van, mm-hmm. he was looking down at his phone at the red light and he mm-hmm. obviously let go of his brake pedal and just like, boop, and like just tapped the guy in front of him. Mm-hmm. And we saw them both pull away and there was no damage to either car. Guy got out and absolutely lost his fucking mind, which, like, fair, you're sitting at a red light. Like, what purpose is there for your foot to be off the gas if you're not distracted? But, man, this guy just went off yeah. about it. And he's like, we need your insurance information. And I'm looking at the car and I'm like, there's nothing wrong with your car. Yeah, that's. But I also know that, like, internal stuff could happen. I mean, if it was just a bump, like, Connor's had little small, small fender benders. Like, actually, in the Niagara College um, Wellen campus. Mm-hmm. He was, it was snowy and icy or whatever, and he just slipped and, like, very slowly slid into one of his, like... <laughs> Those are the worst when you're, like, yeah. you're barely moving, but you're still fucking moving, mm-hmm. and, like, you're still in a heavy car. Yeah. He hit someone, one of his classmates, That's and, so like, funny. it didn't leave... He's, it either left a mark that was so fucking small or barely left a mark, and he was like, bro, like, don't even worry about it. It's mm-hmm. fine. So, like, there are those situations, but, like... If you, like, hit a parked car. If you hit one like, and you visibly know. left damage and you know they're going to yeah. want to get it fixed, of course I'm going to leave of a course. note. But if I get out and it's, like, nothing actually happened. Mm. And, like, especially if there's also no damage to my car. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Bye-bye. Yeah. I'm pretty sure when uh, Chance first started driving and we had the Impala, which, like, totally fair that this would happen. He went to, like, Walmart or something and he said he clipped, like, the side of another car. Mm. He was like, I wasn't sure, like... There's no one in the car, so I wasn't sure if I should, like, stay and give my information. I was like, babe, you just started driving. It's fine. Yeah. There wasn't any damage on the car, and he was like, no, I just wasn't sure. And I was like, just, that lady doesn't even know what happened. Literally. If you just nicked it and there's nothing wrong. And I was like, listen, if you're driving the Impala and all you did was nick it. Yeah. You must have been pretty. You must have been going pretty slow. Because that thing will eat stuff. So. Totally. Whatever. And also, he must have been so close to not hitting it that it was. That's. I was like, it was probably just the littlest. Yeah. Is fine. Anyway. Yes. That's 
talk about murder. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because you keep saying that, but this is all like, okay, let me start over. <laughs> so this podcast that I listen to is about murderers and like people like stalkers, whatever. Okay. But it's literally stories from actual people that have gotten into encounters and survived. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of a different twist on just, like, listening <clears throat> to actual crimes and murders and stuff. See, that's kind of cool. Yeah. But also a little terrifying. But that's okay. That's why I'm not actually going to listen to the podcast. This I'm going to let you do this. This is why I want to talk about my experience <laughs> with it. Because there's a lot of stories that I hear that I'm like, oh, fuck, that's really creepy. And, like, oh, man, that's really weird. But it's kind of like... It's like watching... Oh, fuck. You need to open your Rockstar. I've just been waiting. It's just, fine. Just do it. It's I just didn't want to do it in the middle of your Um, It's kind of like scary movies to me in the sense where, like, you know, like paranormal stuff or, like, big murder heists and The Purge. Like, that stuff doesn't super scare me. It's the, like... When a stranger calls, there's a girl babysitting people and he tries to break into the house. Like, that's super relatable shit. That's like, that could actually happen. That's scary to me. The only horror movies I can watch are, like, ones that I can't justify would happen in real life. Unless someone went absolutely loco. Yeah. Because I'm like, the odds of this being real are... mm." That's why, like, as much as I I physically hurt when I watch it, like, I can watch Jaws. Not Jaws. (laughs) Wow. Saw. (laughs) Saw. Saw. Very close. <laughs> close. I mixed up a couple letters. Dyslexia is a bitch. Yeah. Saw. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really bother me, like, on a mental level. I cry because I hurt, but... It's kind of gruesome. It is, but, like, I could never, like, justify, like, that actual fucking situation yeah. happening. Yeah. Like, obviously, there's, like, a one-off crazy boy murderer, but, like, there's so many people in the world. Yeah, totally. Um, But, yeah, the more relatable stuff really, like, scares me. So when I started listening to this podcast, I actually want to explain how I found the podcast because it's kind of funny. Okay. So, um, oh, man, I should have looked up what it was. Hold on. Um, Scary. Oh, there it is. Okay. So we had these... um, one of my friends from elementary school, um, I would literally go to her house like all the time, sleepovers almost every weekend. Like we were like close. Um, and we were in like grade two or three. Like we were pretty young. Oh, God. They we found they're called real scary stories to tell in the dark. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we were obsessed with these books. And there was like the one story about the like dog that was under the girl's bed. And yeah. She would, he would always like lick her hand before she went to bed. And then that happened. And then in the middle of the night, she got up to pee and the dog was hung in the bat in the bathroom dead. And then there's a note on her pillow that's like humans can lick too. And it's like, holy fuck. Yeah. You're like, oh, goodbye. Literally, they're all stories like that. And we were obsessed with all of them. We would take turns reading them to each other. Like it was a whole thing. Anyway. So that friend who I haven't spoken to in years reached out to me on Instagram one day. That's so funny. And was like, hey, I found this podcast. I don't even know if you're into podcasts. And I was like, fuck yeah, I am. And she was like, cool. I found this podcast. It's very much like this dark story to tell okay, the dark thing. I didn't know she like reached out to you. That's yeah. super cute. It is. Like, hey, I remember this thing that we both used to like from our childhood. And I yeah. found this podcast. You might like it if you're still into that. Yeah. That's super cute. It was actually awesome. Um, And I was like, totally, I'm going to check it out. And I've been obsessed ever since. Yeah. Um, so that's how that happened. What's it called again? Uh, Let's Not Meet. 
Yep. So they tell <laughs> the story and then literally everyone's like, so to the blank, blank, blank guy or the blank, blank, blank person, let's, let's not, not meet. meet. <laughs> I like that. That's cute. Yeah, it is cute. Um, so yeah, it's a great podcast, but the ones that really get me are the ones where it's like, you know, I could have swore I locked the door and then there's someone just standing in my room ah. or like the one that I read yesterday was it's not one of the ones I'm going to read today, but just a short summary. Basically, this girl like dropped her phone on the ground. So she went bent down to pick it up. And when she bent down to pick it up, she noticed there was someone hiding under her bed and he was facing like the other side. So he couldn't see her when she bent down. So she freaked out. And then pretended she was on the phone and was like, hey, sorry, I got to call you back. I just need to take a shower. She went into the bathroom, started the shower, busted out the window, and then called the cops and is like, yo, there's someone under my bed. Like, please come help me. And they went into the house. Like, her boyfriend came to meet her. The police went in. And he was standing outside the bathroom door with a knife waiting for her to come out. And it was like, bro, what the fuck? First of all, I would not even have the mind to be like, oh, I'm going to go have a shower to like trick you into. I'd be like, goodbye. Right. Goodbye, house. Burn it down. Call the cops after it's already ashes. Like, hey, I just burnt my house down. Does that count as arson? It's mine. Right. Like, I know, like some of these people are so smart, like, but literally. And I guess what's kind of nice about getting out of the encounters is sometimes you find out what happens to the person. I guess he was a homeless dude and he was on the verge of death and he was essentially hurt. His plan was to, like, kill her slash hurt her into letting him stay there. Uh, He was ended up he ended up being committed and was diagnosed with some kind of psychotic mental Hmm. illness. So like interesting i get it but also that's fucking terrifying that's fucking horrifying yeah <laughs> at me locking all my windows literally now. like this is the shit that i'm like okay this is really scary but i've actually been having a really good time listening to them some of them are like kind of dumb a lot of them are really cool so cool. i have a few of my favorite stories i wanted to read to you guys let's get into it yeah yes so this is this one i was telling megan yesterday this one is pretty long um, but I just thought it was a really interesting story and it's like a really good mix of scary, but also like, what the fuck? So before we get started, because I know this question will leave my mind when the iPad cases <laughs> folded like that, if you accidentally press the keys on the keypad, does it do stuff? Nope. Nice. Yeah. That's all I had. It's really sick. <laughs> yeah. I literally picked it up to Google something and was like, oh no, I hit a bunch of keys and nothing happened. And I was like, sick. literally you picked it up and I saw the keyboard on the back and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> yep. Does that, does it know when it's folded? Like, uh, of course it does, but yep. cool. So this is called Dr. Ramsey. <laughs> okay. Oh God. Yep. Ooh. <laughs> okay. So a week or so before my 10th birthday, I walked to the corner store with a $5 bill and picked up a jar of ragu for my mom. <laughs> On my way home, a man, right? On my way home, a man I'd never seen before fell in step with me and began talking. Hi, he said cheerfully. My name is Dr. Ramsey. I'm a pediatrician. Do you know what a pediatrician is? I walked along silently, not replying and fervently hoping he would take that as a sign he should leave me alone. (laughs) Subtleties were not his strong suit, though, because he kept right on chattering. Are your parents looking for a pediatrician for you? Of course, you're almost a big girl now. You'll be needing another doctor, kind of doctor soon, won't you? That's okay, though. They can still bring you to me until then. What's your name? You have beautiful hair. I was just on my way to get some suckers for the candy jar in my office. Do you like suckers? Oh, my God. 
Thankfully, we were nearing my house, so I ran forward up the back steps and into through the kitchen door. I didn't know it then, but that was the beginning of a very long, very scary ordeal. Oh, God. It didn't take long after that for Dr. Ramsey to begin showing up at the house. At first, it seemed benign enough, at least to a kid. He would drive by nearly every day, smiling and waving. I told my mom, who said maybe it was on his way home from work. Oh, God. But then the phone calls began. No! My dad called me into the living room and sat me down. He asked about the day Dr. Ramsey followed me home and if I talked to him. He said I wasn't in trouble, but that I needed to tell him the truth. I told him no, and he asked if I was sure. Like, could you be forgetting something? I told him no again, and he frowned and then asked, then how does he know your then how does he know your name? I have no idea. Literally, my first thought was how did he get their number? Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, I guess through other info, but like, oh God, okay. It turns out that was not all that he knew. He knew my sister's name as well. Pretty soon, neither my sister or I were allowed to answer the phone. He called several times a day. At first, neither of us knew what he was saying. And then one night, one of my brothers told us that he was telling my parents that he was going to hurt me and later my sister. What the fuck? Yeah. Did no one call the police? God. Things got complicated after that. My dad had called the police. But as this was before there were any stalking laws... There was not a lot they could do. What? This is also somewhere in the States. So Also, like, I feel like I need to keep in mind that this is probably before, like, cell phones were big. Because yes. I was like, dude, voice record the phone call. Yeah, like, what? Not that simple. <laughs> not that simple right now. Okay. No. Uh, they told my parents to call back if he tried anything. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. My dad then called a friend of his from back in the day who happened to be a cop. And for the next month, my dad's friend escorted me to and from school. Oh. Suddenly, life as I knew it came to a screeching halt. I couldn't walk to school alone. I couldn't play outside. I couldn't walk to Super America. And then she was like, sort of like a 7-Eleven for those who don't know what that is. That's cute. (laughs) Right? Uh, When access to me was completely denied, things started to escalate. Mm -hmm. It was around this time he began threatening my sister as well. And then one afternoon, my sister... Two of my brothers, my mom and I were in the kitchen. One of my brothers saw a glimpse of someone in the garage, and they they had seen my brother, too. Dr. Ramsey came bolting out of the garage, my brothers chasing after him. They ran all the way to Cherokee Park, where he lost them in the trees. My parents called the police again, but nothing came of it. He was on their property! The only information they had was a description and a name, but the name was almost certainly fake, so the police couldn't really do anything. Fair. Yeah. They couldn't have, like, grabbed his license plate number from, like, him driving by. Right? But at that point, he stopped driving by and they weren't thinking about it. Oh, my God. This is my least favorite part of the story. Oh, God. A couple weeks later, we woke to find find our dog hanging from the side porch. (gasps) She was a gorgeous saddleback German shepherd, born the same day I was. Oh, my God. We were all devastated. The cops said there was no evidence it was him, and they ruled it accidental. What? How do you rule a hanging? (laughs) How does a dog? Like, I could, I guess, justify you doing that for a person. Yes. Being like, oh, maybe they were like thinking of hanging themselves, but then they didn't want to. But then they And the chair slipped or whatever. whatever. It's a dog. It doesn't have thumbs or know how to tie knots. No. I don't even know how to tie a noose. Mm -mm. What? No. Okay. Literally, sure. My my least favorite part because it was a dog dying, and because the police are idiots. That's so stupid. It's the worst. Um. Meantime, his phone calls became more informative. He would talk about who was home and who wasn't. 
If my brother would say my dad was home, he would tell him who was really in the house. He would also talk about the house house itself, about how the window in the kitchen could easily open with a knife from the outside, even when it was locked. About the French doors that connected the living room to the side porch and how the lock could be finagled from the outside if you jiggled it just right. Really creepy. Um, That night, my dad put in some carpenter nails at the bottom of the French doors until he could get a new lock ordered. Uh Uh-huh. Now... My parents had to go for a company event for my dad's work. Oh, my God. No. My older brothers were at Saints West Roller Rink. Whatever. My sister was on the phone with her best friend. My little brother was on the floor asleep. I was watching Devo on the Midnight Special with Wolfman Jack. Don't even know what any of those I was things say, are. I don't know what any of that is. I mean, but that's I know, such a specific memory. Like I, I know Devo's a band. That's all I know. Oh, okay. Uh, she was like, it was late. Suddenly, the top of the French door swung inward. And in the few milliseconds before the nails in the bottom caused them to snap back, I could see his silhouette. Oh, my God. That's terrifying. My sister whipped the phone at the television, which I don't know why. And we ran up the stairs. But about halfway up, we realized our little brother was still asleep on the living room floor. As quietly as we could, we slipped back downstairs to get him. We all went into our bedroom and didn't turn on the light so we could see outside. We washed out the window for a while, and when we didn't find him, we crept down the hall to our brother's room to look. We looked down and could see someone standing at the back door. He knocked loudly. What do you want? My sister asked out the window. He stepped back and said, Is this the Mercy residence? I have a pizza for delivery. Can you come to the door? She scoffed at him, declaring she was not stupid, and she could see he did not have a pizza. And also at the back door? Right. Okay. And she was calling the cops, and at that point, he left. A short while later, my brothers returned home. We told them what happened, and they walked around the yard watching for him. They came back in, and things settled down. By now, we'd pretty much given up calling the the cops because it never helped, so we just went back in, each of us except my younger brother still asleep, carrying a knife from the kitchen just in case. Jesus, fuck. Eventually, one of my brothers went into the kitchen to get a bowl of cereal as a snack. So you know that sensation you get when you can just feel someone watching you? No, he's inside the house. My brother had that feeling down in spades. He kept looking around the kitchen, through the doorway into the dining room, at the windows. He didn't see anything, but he could still feel eyes on him. So he went closer to the door to try to see better. The kitchen lights were reflecting on the windows of the door. It was three rows of three windows. So he still couldn't see. He stepped closer, then closer again, until he was right up to the door, then cupped his hands on either side of his head so he could see. There on the other side of the window pane was Dr. Ramsey smiling back at him. He turned to yell for my older brothers, and when he looked back again, he was gone. They went out again to look for him, but did not see him. Oh, my God. The next night... Jesus Christ, I'd never sleep again. Right? The next night, we were at the table playing Crazy Eights, and my brother was restless. My sister asked him what's wrong, and he said he, he always felt like any minute now there would be a boom, boom, boom on a door or window. Almost immediately after he finished his sentence, boom, 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 on the oh window my right God. behind him. In the chaos, the two eldest ran out, but he was already gone. A couple of weeks later, I was at school, and we were outside on the playground during recess. I was swinging upside down when I saw that now familiar blue Ford Galaxy cruising by. Oh, my God. Moving slowly. The other thing was they knew the make and model of the car, so why the cops couldn't fucking search for it? Like, Anyway. Uh, there he was, smiling and waving. He called my name, and I ran to the teacher and told her. The school had been told all about him, so she took me inside right away and called my mom. That same day, my mom had gotten a call from the school office asking her to verify that my dad was picking me up, as he'd called to say he was on his way. My dad was not picking me up that day. 
Nope. Not long after that, I woke up one night thirsty. I went down to the kitchen for a drink, and there, sitting alone the dark in the dark, was my dad. Oh my god! I thought she was gonna say it was Doctor Ramsey just sitting in the dark of the house. I no. was like, ah. on the table in front of him was a gun. Yeah, I figured. He was tired of the police waiting until Dr. Ramsey tried something, and he was tired of his children being terrorized. He was tired of being afraid every time he left for work that something would happen to us while he was gone. I sat with him for a long time, watching with him before he sent me back to bed. These events and many more took place over a period of around 18 months. Holy shit, dude. Then, as suddenly as it began, it was over. He had vanished from our lives, the phone calls, the drive-by with the creepy waves, and everything. For a long time, during and after the Dr. Ramsey days, I would have a recurring nightmare in in which I would wake up to find him standing over me as I slept. Yep. It took a long time before I felt like a kid again. I found out years later that when he was calling, Dr. Ramsey would tell my parents that he was going to rape and kill me, and then later my sister, and that there was nothing they could do about it. I don't know what happened to him when he disappeared. I don't know if he was in a car wreck, locked in prison, in a coma, but sometimes I wonder if the wait ended for my dad when he was sitting in the darkened kitchen one night. I don't know, and I'm not sure if I want to. I mean, I feel like she would have heard the gun. That's what I thought. But Part of me is like, I don't think that would have gone down quietly. But also, I could see her dad not wanting to tell her what had actually happened if it did happen that way. Yeah. So, There's a, a lot of comments that are like, um, I hope your dad killed Dr. Ramsey and never told you about it because good guy, dad. Hell yeah. yeah. Can you imagine, though, as a parent, like getting those phone calls and then also mm. calling the police, the people who are supposed to help keep you safe? And they're like, eh. I know. Your dog killed itself by accident. Like, what? I can't with that. I would fucking sue. Yeah. Literally sue. Well, and then there's also some comments from the person that posted it that said, my mom mentioned my dad talking to Dr. Ramsey shortly before he disappeared. So who actually knows? Hmm. My dad is an awesome guy, despite the anger issues he had when we were kids. And I'm lucky to have such a great protector. I know damn so yeah that one was long but i thought that was That's really interesting up. yeah it's really fucked up why in like all these stories am i just like oh the police are dumbasses like jesus fucking christ y'all pretty much like and it kind of sucks because like me and connor try we watch a lot of murder documentaries and mm-hmm. stuff and we really try to remind ourselves that like foresight is 2020 obviously we know that this guy's guilty so we would because we're, look into we're it. watching a documentary about all of the evidence that they've gathered in the last 20 years and yeah. stuff and like human error is whatever yes. but like damn. there are definitely still some things though that you're like even if i wasn't sure i would have looked into it just to be sure like the dog i don't I don't get where that that is accidental. That is the part where I was lost. Literally that. And like, yeah, we don't have a license plate, but you know the make and model of the car. And like, you know the general era he's in. You know that he's coming past the house all the time. Can you not send someone to stake stake out out the house? Like, Literally, there are so many things that could have been done and instead they just didn't. It makes me happy that we live in a day of technology now where at least I can just whip out my fucking phone and be like, I'm taking a video of you and Mm -hmm. your face and your dumb license plate. Like, literally, dude, I know it's so crazy. All right. Cool. So this one is called He Had Plans for Me. So great. Yeah. This one was kind of like the way that she wrote it, I thought was interesting, but Because it kind of reminded me, I'm like, this is something that, like, we would do. But anyway. (laughs) So yesterday, I was at my sister's house with my mom watching my son and nephews play in the yard. One of my nephews was picking bark off a tree when I remembered an odd encounter I had as a kid. 
I said so weird out loud thinking about the encounter and my mom naturally inquired what I was talking about. So I told her and I could just see us doing the same thing. Anyways, that's where the resemblance stops. Cool. <laughs> Uh, when I was a kid, I was hanging out at the Pinecone Forest, which was what the neighborhood kids called it. It was a small patch of trees on the side of the road. That's cute, right? <laughs> I was picking bark off of one of the trees to pass some time, waiting for my friend Frankie to finish his homework to come out and play. Aww. Out of nowhere, it seemed, a guy came up to me. I could smell him before I saw him. He mm. smelled like stale cigarette smoke. Gross. I was kind of scared when I looked at him. He wasn't very old, but he had a very lazy eye that was cloudy, and his teeth and fingernails were stained yellow. My mom taught me to be nice to people, even if they don't look like me, so I faked a smile and said hello. Boy. What are you doing? He asked me. The smell of his breath was the worst. <laughs> um, I'm picking the bark off this tree. You shouldn't do that. It's like picking off the tree's skin. How would you feel if someone picked off your skin? He said while lightly pinching my arm with his sharp yellow nails. Oh. I said, I don't know. And I tried to take my arm back. Just then, Frankie's mom called for me out the door and told me to come and wait inside. I didn't think anything of the whole thing at the time. When I told my mom about it, she had this look of guilt, maybe? She said that it's probably time I know the whole story. She oh, thought, fuck. Yeah. She thought I forgot about the whole encounter, so she never brought it up to me. First, you should know that the neighborhood I grew up in was a small, tight-knit community. Everyone knew everyone, and there was no reason for an outsider to come unless they knew someone was there. Frankie's mom, Sonia, noticed a white van with no windows parked on the side of the road. How cliche, right? <laughs> she didn't recognize it, but figured maybe it was a visitor for a neighbor. Sonia said, or rather told the police, that the van had been there all morning and afternoon. She was kind of keeping an eye on it. She said she just had a bad feeling. Her house had a huge window in front facing the pinecone forest, and the van was parked next to it. She saw me waiting for Frankie and kept a constant eye on the van while holding the phone just in case. She saw the man exit the back of the van and walk up to me. As soon as she saw him grab my arm and pinch me, she called the cops, and that was when she called me into her house. The cop stopped the guy just outside of my neighborhood. In the back of his van were binoculars, a Polaroid camera, and pictures of me taped all over the walls and ceiling. Me at school, at my grandparents' <gasps> house, at the, what? at the bank with my mom. Oh my god! Everywhere around town. That's so fucked. But that's not all. No! <laughs> Ugh. He had a key to a storage unit on his person. Mm -mm. Inside the unit, they found a cabinet full of knives. Oh, no. A lot of knives. Ugh. Paring knives, a butcher cleaver, a thin fillet knife, a melon baller, and just various oh, knives <laughs> of all shapes and sizes. There was also a few anatomy books, um, obstetrical equipment. I, I think like surgical equipment, duct tape, and 10 empty five-gallon buckets. In the middle of the unit was an old bed that was used to restrain mental patients, so it had wrist and ankle straps. <gasps> Where the fuck did he get that? <laughs> and the entire inside of the unit was covered in plastic wrap. Uh, my mom said he was in a high-security mental institution for the criminally insane last she heard. What the fuck? <laughs> Damn! Like... That's such a random thing to just be like, huh, weird. And then mom's like, ooh. By the way. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> didn't tell you about this because it would probably be super traumatizing. Right? Who? Like, could you imagine? Like. The fuck? I honestly freaks me the fuck out to think that people could actually just be like watching Watching me. you all the time without knowing. Something that's been happening like 
relatively frequently that I've seen online is people finding like air tags stuck mm-hmm. to like their cars and stuff, mm-hmm. but like they're hidden in their cars. So it's like tracking their car. And then if you have, it only works if you have an iPhone, but if you're near an an Apple tag with an iPhone for too long, eventually your phone will ping you and be like, hey, this tag is around, like it's close to you and it's been close to you for a long time. Is it yours? Mm. And you can trigger the noise on it. And I don't think that was an option originally. I think Apple might have recently added it because they realized how fucked up people might use it how easily like that could be slipped into someone's bag into their car and like they're magnetic and stuff and like they sell sleeves for them so like Mm. they can really easily be hidden and stuff and so yeah it was like a thing on tiktok for a while where like people were like this air tag's been like following me it's in my car like i can't drive my car because we can't find the air tag yeah so they would just like leave their car somewhere else and like not use their car until they could. And like the police are like, it could be yours. And they're like, it's not. I didn't buy an air tag. I so. haven't bought an air tag. I didn't set it up. It's not paired to my phone. Like, and this just brings me back to cops are fucking stupid. But yeah, whatever. And like, why would I call the cops if it was my air tag? My own air tag that I lost. Like what? Fuck. Yeah, yeah. I know. Cops so, are so stupid. So that's a thing. But yeah, that's super freaky, I thought. Also, like, fuck yeah on the mom vibes. Oh, yeah. Like, mom's just like, I don't trust that van. Right? And I'm like, hell yeah, mom. Honestly, anytime I see a vehicle parked in the same spot for too long, I'm like, what do you I <laughs> this. I feel like reading these is a little dangerous for me because I'm really bad for having, like, intrusive thoughts of, like, I could be, like, on a walk and, like, some random van will just drive past me. Not yeah. even stop. They just drive past me. And I'm like, oh, guess I'm dying today. <laughs> like... 100%. I've been like on a walk and like there's a little loop where like I'll usually pass the first street of it and go to the second one and then come back around. Right. And like literally I was walking once and like made no indication that I was about to turn down that street and a van came up and turned down that street and I just turned straight around and walked back the other way. Oh my God. I was like, no. Nope. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm just not messing with that mojo today. I totally get it. I'm bad for that. So that's whatever. Literally, we were talking the other day, too, about, oh, my God, the car setting thing. Oh, my God. Yes. Which I thought was so interesting because, like, yeah, so this is kind of off topic, but kind of on topic. So in both mine and Chance's car, if you, you can lock it by a button on the handle, if you press it once, it'll just unlock, like, the driver's side. And if you press it twice, it'll unlock both the passenger and the driver's side. Um, oh, ours isn't even a button on the handle. It's just the... Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, either way, if you press it once, it'll just do the driver. If you press it twice, it'll do both. Um, What's cool about my car is that if I get in on the passenger side, it'll unlock both because I have the key. Oh, see that? that. That's kind of cool. I like that. But anyway, so Megan was telling me that Chance was fiddling through the car settings and found a setting where he could change that to have when he pressed it once, both sides would open. Which is great for me. Which is great. Yeah, for Megan. But I was like, hmm. I for me literally like we had the conversation and then immediately you were like I wouldn't turn that on though (laughs) yeah I was like for me it's kind of nice knowing that like when I unlock my car it's just my door so someone couldn't try and like sneak in on the other side and try and murder me and Mm -hmm. she was like yeah just being a woman you know yeah no just woman things yeah and I'm like chances probably never had that worry in his fucking life no which like is good good for him but fuck (laughs) yeah fucking boys i know i also realized i never actually got into any personal stories about listening to this podcast so after this last story i will also tell you a couple stories (laughs) we got i got too excited about these stories these are cool i know uh so this last one is 
I was the railroad killer's one who got away. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, I was 19, staying late at the college darkroom to develop some film for my photography class. Oh, my God. Right? Triggered. The The photography building, once a tobacco warehouse, was a dark, rickety hulk. I don't know if she meant hulk. I don't know. Near some lonely railroad tracks in a little traveled part of campus. I finished developing my film close to midnight and headed out, nervous as always to be alone at night in this deserted part of town. Mm -hmm. It was dark. Several of the streetlights around the parking lot were out, and the few that remained were were phoning it in, putting out a weak, flickery light that did nothing to reassure me as I headed toward my car. Great. I heard him before I saw him, a scrape of feet on asphalt. He said, hey, can you do me a favor? I startled and dropped my keys, which, me. Oh, God. (laughs) And he mumbled an apology for scaring me. I noticed he was wearing a jogging suit and limping. What do you need? I said. He hobbled a step or two towards me and said, I think I sprained my ankle. Could you take me to the ER? Hell no. The university hospital was a short distance down the road. I hesitated. The guy looked perfectly pleasant and he did seem to be in pain. But I would recently finished a book about the serial killer Ted Bundy. (laughs) Have you heard of him? Yeah. Who lured some of his victims by pretending to have a broken arm and asking for their help carrying books to his car. Literally injured bird. And when they leaned over to put his stuff in the passenger seat of his VW bug, he knocked them unconscious with a crowbar and stuffed them inside. This scene played across my mind as I looked at this guy, and it also occurred to me to wonder why the hell anyone would want to jog in this creepy part of town. At midnight. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I can't do that. But I could call somebody for you. There's a phone in the photography building right here. There's nobody to call. I just moved here. I don't really know anybody. Can't you just drive me? It's right down Limestone Avenue. He leaned against a car and winced as he reached down to rub at his ankle. I'll call you an ambulance, I offered. No, I can't afford that. I don't have health insurance. Can you just drive me? I'll pay you 20 bucks. There was something in the way he said this last bit. Something that was just wrong. Like that exercise in my acting class where we had to recite Mary Had a Little Lamb as though we were delivering a tragic monologue or furious rant. That's so fucking funny. Oh my god, I want to try that. Right? There was a tone rising up that didn't quite match the words he was saying. A raw urgency that reached down inside me and hit the panic button hard. There was a moment of silence between us. I can't help you, I said. I'm leaving. And I gripped my keys, slipping them between my fingers the way my mom had taught me so I could use them as a weapon if he came at me. I kept my eyes on him as I speed walked through the last few feet to my car. He watched me drive away, still leaning still leaning against the car, a flat expression on his face. Away from the dark parking lot, driving through campus with my music turned up, the fear faded away. I started to feel a little guilty for leaving that guy there, although mm-hmm. I knew I'd done what my mom and dad would have wanted me to do. I was about to turn into my dorm parking lot when I realized I needed to pick up some stuff for breakfast the next morning, so I turned around and headed back in the direction I'd come. About a minute down the road, my stomach clenched. There was the guy in the jogging suit, running along the sidewalk, ankle perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Later that summer, two students at my college were attacked by those same railroad tracks. The girl survived, but her boyfriend died. The man who attacked them was a serial killer dubbed the Railroad Killer by police. He murdered dozens of people across several states, most of them near railroad tracks. I didn't see his mugshot on TV until years later, but the picture broke me out in the same icy sweat I felt when I saw that guy running down the street. I can't be 100% 100 positive, but my gut tells me I escaped a serial killer that night. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, don't trust anyone. And this one specifically I wanted to bring up because I don't, I'm not going to go through the whole story, but with the Ted Bundy thing. So he is like a really interesting serial killer because he's like 
like a charismatic, handsome guy who literally would lure you in by being a charismatic, handsome guy. Um, Isn't it funny how a lot of serial killers are like that? Right? Fucking whatever. I don't know where the narrative is that we all believe serial killers are all fucked up weirdos, but I mean, like looking like fucked up weirdos, but they're not. Like A lot of successful serial killers are hot bitches. Yep. Or at least like charismatic bitches. I was going to say at least charismatic. Yeah. <laughs> at least I can talk. Yeah. So there was actually a Let's Not Meet story recently, and I was telling Connor about it. So this uh, lady, she said that she was, like, old now. She was, like, 65 or something. And this happened when she was 17. And she said she had never told anyone about it until she decided to write into the podcast, which Mm -hmm. I thought was interesting. But she escaped. Her and her girlfriend escaped Ted Bundy. Damn. She didn't realize it till way years later. But so he drove the the beige VW bug and would literally lure people in that way. Um, they cut school the one day to go to the beach and they realized halfway through the day it was going to rain. So they decided to try and get back. He offered them a ride (gasps) to school and they literally were like, yeah, sure. Why not? So they got in his car. Oh my God. They, he didn't knock them out because he stayed on the driver's side, but they both got in and he was like, um, he didn't have a back seat. So he was like, there's only one seat. So like one of you is going to have to shove down there. So instead, they pushed the, the seat back and both got down. And then halfway through, for some reason, he had to stop. He basically said the car was broken. And he had to fix something and got a tool. And then <clears throat> she said that she'll never really know what happened. But he got out to do something. And then he heard she thinks like someone else was there. So he couldn't do something or whatever. But she heard some kind of conversation and then he came back looking all pissed off and he was like, oh, like the car's fine. Don't worry about it. So then they started to be all weirded out because he wasn't super nice anymore and was all pissed off. So they asked him to drop them off at like a few intersections like next and they got out and didn't really think anything of it. They were like, that guy was kind of weird, whatever. That's all like that. <laughs> and then they saw like later the pictures of him and saw mm-hmm. the case stuff and they were like, holy fuck fuck mm-hmm. we were almost murdered well this is like fucking um just before you get into your like personal stuff yeah. it's like the thing with Charles' mom and fucking yes. um paul bernardo i was like i literally can't remember his name paul bernardo also i was originally at the start of this gonna be like oh maybe we're like unfazed by some of this stuff because like you know we grew up in the area where like paul bernardo happened and like we survived that and blah 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 and then i looked it up and they were arrested in 93 before i was even born so yeah not not a thing but it no. was like talked about a lot in my school but um yeah a friend of mine her mom like before she even had her ran a jewelry business in toronto and i'm still kind of unclear on these details i gotta ask her about them maybe but she did like she took volunteers from i'm pretty sure she said it was meant to be like inmates and like they came and they worked with her and like gained a skill and whatever and she just told us a story about like this really charismatic, like nice looking man who came. And I'm pretty sure she said he came a couple times to help her. So like he was there in her apartment alone with her more than once. And she was like, we just had great conversation and like this and that. And then, you know, he left and I never saw him again. And then years and years and years and years and years later, I'm looking on the news one day and I'm like, holy fuck. Like that man was in my house making jewelry. Right. And like, I also, when you brought this up to me the other day, you were like, he must have been in jail for like the Scarborough rapist stuff. But actually he wasn't because that all brought up when he got convicted. When he got convicted. So she must just not have known 
like what he was in jail for. Now I kind of want to like we can keep talking while I look to see if there's anything there. But yeah, um, but like that is a big thing that there was that huge Carlo Homoka Paul Bernardo case in our area. We just watched a really great documentary about it, The Ken and Barbie Killers. It was awesome. Um, but there's a lot of stuff about that where it makes me interested but then when i actually like start looking into stuff you're like this is really fucked up yeah and (laughs) And it happens a lot (laughs) and especially right now i think it's just because of the volume of how much of this podcast i have to catch up on it's on its like eighth season and i just found it so i'm only on the third or fourth season right now and how i listen to the podcast is all my weekly podcasts that come out i listen to them and then once i'm done i just binge this one so i'm listening to it almost all the time so on weeks where I'm, like, heavily listening to it, um, there'll be, like, stories about how, like, yeah, like, I swear I left the back door unlocked, but then I heard a noise, and I could have swore I heard, like, a guy or whatever. So this one night. Oh, God. Um, it was kind of, like, later. I can't, for the life of me, remember. I wish I could. Why Connor was getting home late. He might have had to stop at his dad's house or something, but it was late. Oh, Oh, you know what? It wasn't super late. It wasn't like bedtime or anything, but it was like he should have been home by now, but he wasn't. And I was like, whatever. He'll tell me when he gets home, which is weird for him because usually he texts me whenever he's leaving Mm -hmm. and reminds me if he's stopping somewhere. So it was just kind of like a weird situation. I was like, whatever. So I was in the bedroom and then I didn't hear his car pull in because he wasn't driving the Blazer. He was driving the stupid Impala. So like I can't hear it. And this is in Poco? Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) For some reason, I couldn't hear the side door open either. So I didn't know he was in the house. Oh, no. And I distinctly heard a pot clanging around. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, someone's in here. I must not have locked the back door or whatever. And I immediately start going in panic mode. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So I literally just immediately texted Connor. And I was like, are you home? And I heard him go, yeah. (laughs) I'm home. Like. (laughs) out loud literally he was like what did you think and i opened the door and i was like i thought you were a serial killer <laughs> i thought you were coming in to kill, me. Gonna kill me yeah i was just like it was really hysterics bad. at that point it was really bad and Aww. like that's the downside to listening to this stuff because i find it really interesting and like kind of cool to hear about that stuff and you also like i said learn things like mm-hmm. that one person that was like yeah sorry i need to shower and run out like you learn things keep that in the back of my head <laughs> But then you also get some anxiety uh-huh. on that other end. So, And it doesn't help that since I was a little kid, I've always been terrified of someone like breaking into the house, waiting in my closet all day and murdering me at night. Oh, my God. Specifically. <laughs> That's really specific. <laughs> I know. It's a huge fear that I have and it's never gone away. Like randomly, I'll just think like, what if someone's already in the the biggest thing for me is someone's always going to be either in the shower or like outside of the shower when i get out of the shower i don't know what it's just like the vulnerability of being in the bathroom naked i think and wet and you're just like what am i going to defend myself with (laughs) literally my titties like ah fuck i mean at least if the conditioner bottle's almost full that's decent that's true you can wax someone with that there's razors in the shower at least i don't know how badly you can like go at someone with a fucking i could try i could not fucking try yeah (laughs) fuck yeah but yeah, so that's the kind of shit that it, that's the con of listening to this stuff. That's exactly why I don't do it because I, I already know. have those thoughts anyway. 
And I was telling Megan, there was, I was having a hard time finding three really cool stories. I thought they all kind of brought something different. They did. But there was a few that I read that were actually truly terrifying, <laughs> even to me. And I was like, Megan will not sleep tonight if nope. I bring this up. I will so cry. I'm just going to not. Mm-hmm. The Dr. Ramsey one was like, this is kind of pushing it, but it was cool. So the Dr. Ramsey one was freaky. I know. I feel like that's also where part of my like blaseness about the paranormal has come from. Because like if I hear something in the house, it's way easier for me to be like, ah, it's a ghost. Yeah. Rather than like, oh, (laughs) that's me. Right. Time to die. Also, (laughs) and I don't know why, but like being stabbed is really really high on my list of ways i do not want to die because i imagine getting stabbed a bunch really fucking sucks rip john snow like a bunch <laughs> yeah so like just mm, yeah i feel like it's because it levels out with like you ever watch a nature documentary <laughs> and the, the predator animals going at the prey animal and like the prey animal is very much still alive and they're just eaten yeah <laughs> i'm like oh so, yeah, I feel like those are kind of leveled to me to be like, can you just kill me first, like, quick and and then you can do whatever after. I don't care you if I'm what? already dead. In my, like, fears of someone's here to kill me, they don't usually have a knife. They usually, for some reason, have a gun, even though guns aren't super common to have around here. Especially not for, like, a break and enter. No, literally, they always have a gun in my mind. And I think huh. it's because, in my mind, if they have a knife, I have a chance. If they have a gun. See, in my mind, if they got a knife, I'm like, fuck. At See, least if they got a gun. I mean, I don't have a chance, but like, at least I'm going out quickly. If they got a knife, I'm like, shit, I got to fight now. Yeah, but I at don't least you have fight. a chance to fight. But I can't fight. And that's my problem. I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to fight and get Dude, fucked more anyway. I wouldn't want to fight you. You'd fuck people up. I don't know, man. I don't know. I think you would. I don't know. I'll just go for the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I have nails again, kind of. So Kind of. Kind of. Yeah. Whatever. So, yeah. I have hit someone with a bag of milk before. Like those three bags, like a yeah. I was walking oh. back from the store and a bunch of dudes are cat calling me and I just like, oh my god, swung it. <laughs> it was pretty satisfying actually. That's sick. So yeah, I guess I just need to carry on a bag of milk with me at all times. To feel yeah, safe. even though that would be very easily thwarted by a knife. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, literally they'd stab the milk and milk would go everywhere. That would actually be hilarious. That'd be awful. It'd be really messy. And then I would have to cry over the spilt milk. And my spilt blood because I'm dead now. <laughs> Rough. Ew, would the like milk and blood mix? Or They're different it, like, consistencies, separate? so I feel like they wouldn't mix very well. Mm. Interesting. Anyway, <laughs> that's the note we'll leave this podcast on, I guess. 